Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of Hooks, Lines, and Hip Hop. I'm Hakeem. Jacob. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Happy New Year. It's a brand new year, Jacob. Oh, yeah. So today we're going to be talking about R. Kelly and separating art from the artist and how that's possible or not possible, pretty much, right? Yeah. We'll get into that. Um, Michael Jackson will be a topic of discussion. Uh, R. Kelly um, and a little bit about X. We've talked about X a lot. I don't want to keep harping on that um but we are going to talk about that a little bit um any news you want to talk about i would say we could talk about some some albums coming out the one i know off the top of my head is uh members only volume four yes they're talking about that dropping january 28th and for you guys that don't know that's uh basically i would say x's group but really it's just the conglomerate from south florida yeah ski mask kid boo i think was in there a little bit um Kid Trunks is that yeah, his name? Kid, Kid Trunks. Trunks. Um, there was another one. Um, he's in the the Slipknot song. I don't remember. Yeah. Anyways, I spoke about this on the the I think it was the past podcast. I hope that that doesn't have a lot of negative energy around it as far as like violence, um, because the music they were making when they were doing that originally was sort of had violent undertones. Absolutely. Um, I, you know, I don't think they'll do X's legacy that way. I would hope it it would all depend on I mean you know X is not really here to put to make input uh, to put any input you know this is a lot of it's going to be grabbed based on what he had recorded uh, before he passed however the snippet that they released to promote members only volume four was this acoustic uh, it was it was just an acoustic snippet of X and it sounded really soft and somber kind of more like the direction that he was heading in Especially with uh, with songs like uh, Moonlight Changes and uh, what's another soft track of his Mem- Changes and Hope mm-hmm. sound a lot like Hope something that you would do for Hope. and I've heard I've seen discussions on the internet about the members only mixtape whether it, it, there's going to be any new X music on there or if it's going to be old stuff because you would think the record label would own the content that X made so it's going to be kind of different I don't I, I don't expect to see X on a bunch of tracks. Yeah, I I think it seems it seems like what's what's happening with X and his music, not to get too far on a tangent here, but what's happening is he had a lot of snippets recorded, more so than full songs, which kind of makes sense, you know, with his 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 songs being a minute 50 in length, 230 if you're lucky. So, I think what they're doing is they're they're taking his snippets and giving them to artists to Record on full blown tracks, putting him on right. the hook, like like songs like "Don't Cry" with Lil Wayne. Yeah, and "Scared of the Dark" on the Spider Man. I love that, that snippet. Is a, that's a badass song. <laughs> he he killed that track. Both, I don't know all where three of going. the artists. Ty Dolla Sign. I did not know he. I knew he could sing. I've yeah. I've spoke about this multiple times. I didn't know he could sing like that. If he can sing like that, he needs to forget about hip hop. He could be a very good pop artist or R and B artist or soul artist. With his with his popularity and in his lane, I would say he is already pursuing that pop avenue, because he's not really known as a lyricist and he's not really big no. in hip hop circles, you know. And it seems to be like his best songs. He performs the best when he's with better artists. Like Kanye brought the best out in Ty Dolla Sign. Yeah, Lil Wayne and X. Well, X didn't really have too much input on that song, but Lil mm-hmm. Wayne brought the best out of he's a good seasoning like there are certain artists that you want to hear good features from and 
I think Ty Dolla Sign definitely fills that. Sway Lee is another one that I would say where yeah. his voice is not strong, but his features to me, I'm, I'm always excited to hear uh, Sway Lee on the track. Him and Post Malone would do an awesome collab album. Sunflower is a beautiful song. Mm. Regardless, I mean, I know. It's very addicting. It is. It's a huge song on the radio. We don't really listen to radio too often, mm. so I can still bump that. Yeah, same. Um, some more news. This, this kind of aligns with the topic of discussion today. Are you familiar with the uh, Centoya Brown case? I did hear that she was granted. She, she got granted clemency. Yeah. So she'll be out in August. For those of you that don't know about her, I'll give you a quick synopsis and we'll move on. Um, she was 16 when she committed the crime that she got convicted for. Um, when she was born, her mother gave her up. Um, her mother was addicted to crack cocaine, alcohol. Uh, Santoyo Brown was born with fetal alcohol syndrome, so that causes issues in itself. So obviously a troubled upbringing, troubled childhood, gets into sex trafficking, prostitution, however you want to label it. Mm -hmm. um, her pimp hooks her up with this guy. She goes to this guy's house. His behavior was kind of violent. She saw a chest, I think it was, with a bunch of guns, or a cabinet, I think she said, with a bunch of guns. And I guess while he was asleep is what happened. She shot him in the head, stole the money, and went back to her pimp. And back in the time when she was convicted, that the awareness that we have on sexual assault and sex trafficking was not as there was well less known. compassion for victims. Yeah, exactly. In the trial, she was labeled as a teen prostitute. Mm -hmm. That almost implies like that was her choice yeah. to be a prostitute. Right mm -hmm. now, with social media, you can't scroll down Twitter or Instagram without seeing what, what I mean, the best term is a sex worker, whether it be a porn star or upcoming porn star. Yeah, premium selling, Snapchat. Yeah, exactly. Stuff like that, yeah. So they were calling her a teen prostitute, which implicates that she was willingly doing this, and that wasn't the case. Mm -hmm. um, I do want to mention this before we move on. Everybody's praising Rihanna and Kim Kardashian for what they did for her, and I'm not, I don't want to discredit that. But we need to look at the organizations that have been pushing for this I don't want to say girl because she's an adult now. She's 30 years old. Yeah. But there were people way before Kim and Rihanna were pushing for her release or pushing for awareness about her case before this all happened. Not to discredit them. What they did was awesome. I don't I don't know. I don't who knows if this she would be out if it wasn't. Big. Yeah, if also. it wasn't for Rihanna and Kim Kardashian. And that speaks for the power of celebrity, which we'll talk about as we move on into the R. Kelly. Issue. Also, as much as we criticize our judicial systems, I think we have to give them credit where we're seeing sort of growth and understanding in these kind of topics. So it's it's I'm glad that they granted her the clemency. And clearly, you know, she for a 16 year old to go through that is incredibly traumatic. And, yeah. you know, I'm happy that that was resolved. And this is something that is kind of getting talked about too. The, the governor who granted this to her and really pushed for this was a Republican. Mm -hmm. So there it's you can do with that what you what you want. But the, the issues that we're seeing with not wanting to change these issues are sort of on the Republican side. Yeah. We, generally, it's conservative. I, I, I don't want to break it down into parties. We're not a political podcast. No. But it's good to see just understand. It's not about who's left and right. It's about compassion for somebody who went through an incredibly traumatic experience, who really had no other options in her life and was... So at such a young and vulnerable age, it's good to see some understanding every once in a while. And I think this is a big win for her, for the organizations that helped her, 
and um, and a, a step in the right direction. You know, for one, you know, we don't get a lot of calls right in in these kind of cases, That's and I'm glad truth. that this one came uh, to a good decision. And thank you to Kim and Rihanna for speaking out on it at least and using their platform for something positive because that's the credit that we can give them right they didn't have to speak about it they may have not had a huge part in it but they did use their platform they used their name to bring awareness to it and to put some pressure on people to to act so that's that's good and we need celebrities to do that and we'll talk more about this as the podcast moves on into the the main discussion but Obviously, everything you said is true, but we don't need to stop. Society needs no. to keep learning about these issues. They need to keep listening. I mean, for God's sake, we just appointed a Supreme Court justice who has yeah. several allegations of sexual assault. I, I've kind of grown to like Charlemagne the God, but he had a thing. He said, I, I, I think it was like two days ago, mm-hmm. and he was talking about Brett Kavanaugh, and he says, when there, or he said, when there's smoke, there's fire. Sure. So obviously, maybe not all those women's stories were true. But when you have so many, yeah. you can't discredit them as a whole. Sure. Uh, that one, I'm not as concrete about. I don't want to speak on it. I don't know as much about it. Uh, however, I will say that there is politics at play in that. Mm-hmm. So it's, of course, listen to all the women. And I do believe that where there's smoke, there's fire. And at I, the end of the day, it's a bad look. It is. A bad when you look. have these many people saying, he did this to me, regardless yeah. of if it's true or not. You have to look at the way the world views us. It just sets a bad precedent. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, we could get into that for hours. Oh, it, it's endless. Yeah, of course. Let's move into, uh, we're going to start some new things with the format of the podcast now that we're live on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you to Jake to, to getting all that done because I have no idea how to do any of this shit. It took I'm me, just a mouth. It took me a little while to figure it out, but we got it. Yeah. Um, this is a segment called What You Know. Mm-hmm. Essentially, just useless information for you to tell your friends. Um, so I mean, this is knowledge that no one has any need to know. It's just just fun facts. Yes. Do you want me to go with mine, or do you want to go Please with yours? Please go with yours. Okay, I'm going to see if you know this. Okay. I know you're a big Pulp Fiction fan, uh-huh. so we'll see if you get it. Uh-huh. I'll ask you a question first. Okay. What was the time stuck on on all the clocks in Pulp Fiction? Oh, shit. I don't know. 420. <laughs> Swear to God. That's amazing. It is amazing. I didn't know that until today. I was today years old, as as the, as the memes would as say. The memes would say, "Wow, that's crazy." So four twenty. I love, I love him. I just Quentin Tarantino is a freak. Shout out to him. Legend. Yeah. Um, I really didn't have a, a fun fact. I I pulled one from Instagram. Um, <laughs> a whale's vagina is so big that it can fit five to six men standing in it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So, you know, use that. Oh, and you can add in, because I saw it on a meme, you can say, and you're still the biggest pussy around. <laughs> so throw that in at the end. All right, well, that was what you know. That was what you know. All right, let's kind of move into discussing this. Um, let's start with R. Kelly. You couldn't have been on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, no social media without seeing R. Kelly. The Pied Piper. That, th- let's talk about that first. That nickname... Which, by the way, doesn't he... He plays a flute... Yes, this is the story... hypnotize children. This is the story of the Pied Piper of Hamlin. Since the beginning of R. Kelly's career, he is he self-proclaimed himself as the Pied, Pied Piper, Piper of R&B. Yes. The Pied Piper of Hamlin, this is the story. Uh, he was a rat catcher who used this magical pipe 
to lure rats out of cities. Mm -hmm. So when the Pied Piper of Hamelin would go to these cities, if they would refuse his services and not pay him, he would use that magical pipe to lure kids out of these cities. Wake up. Yeah. Age Ain't Nothing But a Number is it's an album that endless. he did with Aaliyah. And he's standing in the background, blurred out where it looks like it's the front of a school. Um, oh, we're going to talk about R. Kelly in front of schools. Bump and grind. Um, you know, my body, my mind is telling me no, but my body's telling me yes. Um, he has a line in that song where he says that I need your ID before I am knee deep. I need to check ID before I'm knee deep. I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but that's pretty much what it is. And they talked about that in the in the uh, documentary. He yeah. actually looked at a girl's ID, told her, okay, I'm going to pretend that was 18, but you need to act 21 around these people. That, that is a quote from R. Kelly. Now, it is from it is hearsay. This is one of the victims saying this, but that's crazy. Do we still, I think we still say... Alleged in case I don't know. Alleged. I don't think R. Kelly's suing hooks lines in. No, he's not. He suing is suing us. everybody, is what he said yes. on the documentary. Yeah. For those of you who don't know who R. Kelly is, so wait. So let's just say this is all stuff that we're in case R. Kelly somehow hears our small ass podcast. This is all stuff that we heard from uh, from people in the documentary. We are talking about the documentary. We did not get. We do not have any exclusive sources telling us right <laughs> R. Kelly information. So okay. we're just kind of talking about that. R. Kelly um, was born Robert Sylvester Kelly. Uh, he was born in 1967. When I saw that year, I'm thinking, that is old. Yeah, 50, He's 52 years old. 52, 53 now. Um, Getting to turn 53. Just to paint a little backstory, he's got three kids. Um, I think two, or, I think it was either two or three of the two um, were from his wife, Andrea. He has kids? Yeah. I didn't um, know that. He has strong ties in Chicago and Atlanta. Um, I think most people probably do know that. Um, so let's kind of start. I'm not going to go over the whole documentary because it took them six, almost seven hours to go over all these things. But R. Kelly, I didn't know he had a relationship with Aaliyah because I'm not a big R. Kelly fan. I'm not a big R&B fan. I like hip hop. I love Double Up, the album. Um, now I'm not so sure anymore. We were both young when all this was going on to the point where we wouldn't have had any exposure because of how young we were. No, however, I did watch shows like The Boondocks, um, <coughs> which they have a episode where <coughs> Skewy... It's okay, you can die on the microphone. <coughs> oh, okay. We're good. We're good. <laughs> so there's a episode where R. Kelly, um, they make a parody of the court case, and R. Kelly is, is allegedly peeing... There was a video that had leaked where he's peeing on a minor... But in the Boondocks episode, he's 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 peeing on the girl, and then he goes. He apparently answers the phone in the middle of the conversation, keeps peeing, and he goes, "Yeah, this is Robert Kelly, Social Security number four 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 six seven eight whatever." And um, there was the Chappelle show. Yeah, did a did a skit too, and. Yeah. <clears throat> Charlemagne, I just talked about him. I've grown to like him over the years. I used to think he was an asshole. But I'm the I opposite now. I flipped. So you don't like Charlemagne? I think he's an asshole now. <clears throat> I used to like him before. I'm not going to say I don't like him. I think he's he's more pandering now, and he just tries to appease uh, Shea Butter Twitter. With all due respect, shout out to Shea Butter Twitter. No disrespect here, but 
I don't think it, it's genuine sometimes. I think he I, just I likes to be on that. the right side of the conversation, which most people that are in Hollywood, there is this push to be on the right side of the discussion. So he's, he's protecting his job as well. He said, and he was talking to Lisa Van Allen. She was a survivor in the, uh, on the uh, documentary Surviving R. Kelly. And he was talking to her, and he kind of he, he thought to ask her, he said, I don't want this to bring up any hard feelings, he said, but how did you feel when you saw the Boondocks episode or the Dave Chappelle episode? And she said, it honestly sort of hurt. She said, because sure. at the time, that time, not, it, we, we didn't see all this at once. <laughs> These were just allegations that kept getting brought up. Obviously, he was not convicted in the trial. And she said it hurt because she went through all this, and the world didn't believe her or didn't want to see it. And they just went along laughing. And that, I kind of thought about that in the, some of the other jokes I make. Like, what? I just made a joke about it. <laughs> I mean, obviously, it, it, I heard a girl on the radio talking about another instance, and she said, I couldn't quit listening to Michael Jackson's music because those pe- I didn't know those people. Uh, Ebro asked her, hey, what if, what if that happened to you? Would you quit listening to R. Kelly's music or Michael Jackson's music? And she said, yeah, because it touches home. So obviously, you got to take it at face value and how you feel about stuff. Um, the, the stuff with R. Kelly, though, is so to the point, and it's, there's patterns. I mean, he is a serial offender. Also, the issue that I have with a, with a um, R&B singer make, being accused of sexual assault allegations is obviously the intimate nature of R&B. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, for example... Um, God rest, God rest soul, but X, when, when you have the allegations of domestic violence, he's not uh, making love songs. It's, it's a bit weird when somebody who makes a song where my mind is telling me no, but my body's telling me yes, is sleeping with underage women. Right. He's making sex music. He's making music about <clears throat> sex, which we would assume as normal people is with women of age. This man hid in plain sight. To go along with what you were saying about how he had songs, the man's first album was 12 Play. Oh my God. He made this album three years after meeting Aaliyah. He met Aaliyah at 12 years old. Yeah. His manager introduced them. Have you heard of the artist Sparkle? No. It was one of R. Kelly's artists. Um, after she knew about Aaliyah, after she knew that R. Kelly's manager forged the document saying that she was 18 when she was really 15 when they got married, he helped her get an abortion by saying that she was his uncle or her uncle. He, there's just so much. Mm. I, I just, I, I don't get it. It's uh to bring up somebody else who had a similar uh, similar kind of case, Kevin Spacey. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Kevin Spacey, there's a joke in Family Guy where Brian dares Stewie. He goes, I bet you won't do it. And uh, he goes, give me 20 bucks. And then Stewie runs around butt naked in the mall and goes, help, help. I just escaped Kevin Spacey's basement. <laughs> this was... In 2000, probably between 2013 and 2015, when that joke was made. Why was that joke made, Jake? Seth MacFarlane is somebody who is in the industry who obviously knew something. Mm-hmm. Well, there's been allegations dating back to that time. Right. So, so then it seems like there's this pattern that we have where people close to these offenders, to, to these predators, become complacent. 
there is uh, there is power and prestige attached to their names. So the people that are being assaulted don't feel comfortable speaking out. When you don't feel comfortable speaking out, these people will continue getting away with these with these uh, with these crimes. To go along with that, it's it all it, it, the whole thing boils down to fandom. Mm-hmm. Harvey Weinstein is a businessman. Obviously, he's behind films, but he is on the business side of films. He's not a creator. Harvey Weinstein goes down. This comes Quickly. out it career over. Right. Ron Howard. Yeah. Mm, we're giving him a free pass sort of. Mm-hmm. Because he creates. He's an artist. People are fans of Ron Howard. People are fans of R. Kelly. People are fans of X. People are fans of Michael Jackson. And more specifically, they're attached to the art. Michael Jackson is America. Yeah. I did not know Paul Rosenberg was such a big fan of Michael Jackson. Mm -hmm. Paul Rosenberg said it was so difficult to hear the stuff about Michael Jackson because he grew up listening to Michael Jackson. He walked down the aisle to Michael Jackson at his wedding. Mm-hmm. So there's fandom associated with that. Angela, Angela Yee said it was hard seeing you mean Kevin Peter Spacey. Rosenberg? Peter yeah, Peter Rosenberg? Yeah, Peter Rosenberg, not okay. Paul Rosenberg. Okay, sorry. No one cares about him. <laughs> Bum. <laughs> Angela Yee talks about how hard it was to see Kevin Spacey in court because she's a fan of House of Cards. And again, we're talking about art. We're talking about memories attached to that art. Uh, as somebody who really ignored the allegations against X, it would be because... When I was in a dark place, 17 was the album that I listened to that I put on when I'm alone in my room and just to think, to, to reflect. There, there is this power that music has, that movies have, that they pick. They, it's all about limbic resonance. So anything that, that stimulates your limbic system, that stimulates your emotions, is, you're going to cling to it quickly. What is more powerful than music? I don't even think movies are as powerful as music. No, oh, and it, it's, it's all on a case-to-case basis. Some people may view it the other way, but right. art is in the eye of the beholder just like beauty. Yeah. You, why, do, why did I buy a pair of $240 Yeezys? Because yeah. I think that that aesthetically looks good. Yeah. My dad thinks they're the most hideous shoes in the world. You bought your dad a pair of Yeezys and he, he loves, loves them. them. <laughs> yeah, shout out to my dad. It's all in what makes you feel a certain way. Sure. The difference is with R. Kelly, he was talking about the stuff he was doing, but everybody chalked it up to, oh, he's an entertainer. It's art. These, after the sex tape came out, there were girls at his trial with, like, there to meet him yeah. in support of R. Kelly. One of the victims on Surviving R. Kelly met him at the trial. He had one of his security guards go up to her and say, here's R. Kelly's phone number. He wants you to call him. This man would go to the mall and walk around with his little posse, and when he would see a girl look at him and smile, he would have a cousin, a manager, go over there and say, hey, this is R. Kelly's number, he wants you to call him. Javante Cunningham, one of the survivors from Surviving R. Kelly, talks about how they would be at music video shoots, and they'd have all, the, I mean, you look at an R&B music video or a hip hop music video, what do you see? All girls. All girls. Yeah. All these women were sourced, they're, of age, Javante Cunningham said, beautiful women, age women, not women as in teenage girls. Right. And you, she said you could tell that the way he was looking at the teenage girls that were there was different than the way he was looking at the dancers. Yeah, right. Well, it's also, 
at the end of the day, it's a sickness. It is, it is something mentally within somebody. And I will say this. I, I'm not giving R. Kelly an excuse. There's no. no excuse for what he did. Not at all. He was sexually assaulted as a kid by an older woman in their family. His older brother corroborated that. That, that obvi- I mean, obviously what he did to these women has, has lifelong effects. What that woman did to R. Kelly had a lifelong effect. It's but a it doesn't, pattern. It's it, a pattern of abuse. It's, it's systemic in neighborhoods, schools, mental health, sexual abuse. This is all contributing to this issue. But after the Aaliyah thing, it, after he got caught the first time, his career could have bounced back. If you come out and say, hey, yes, I did this. He served his time. Chris Brown did horrible things to Rihanna. Paid his dues for that. Publicly apologized. And he still gets shit for it. This is messed up, but it it wasn't... He got away with it. Yes. That's what happened. So when you get when you tell somebody you can get away with it, you reinforce the behavior. Yep. And, and when a behavior is reinforced, it's a hell of a lot harder to get out of somebody. And the fact that he's 52 years old, and even now, there's nothing really being done. I mean, you can argue that something will come out of this documentary... And I hope that there is some sort of justice. I mean, the fact that Bill Cosby's in jail now after being 88 years old mm-hmm. um, and, and, some, and some justice was served there, there is potential for justice to be served. But uh, if R. R. Kelly seems like he's going to keep fighting it, he's denying it. He said that he's going to create a website. Well, here's to point to your fact. Yeah. I think there are going to be, and it's not going to be the hardest sentence because it's just like murder. When you go for first degree murder, you risk the chance of not convicting at all. There is also time between there. There's statute crimes. of limitations. Statute of limitations. Thank you. But it's NBC a- reports. Lawrence Jackson from NBC reports that Chicago prosecutors have asked some of these victims to come forward, re-interview. And they're asking for more information. Georgia authorities have done the same thing. Um, it was Fulton County Police Department. Okay. Their prosecutors came out and said, hey, we would like any information that you have about R. Kelly to come forward. So they, people are pursuing criminal justice towards R. Kelly. You can say justice was done by him paying off all these other suits that were filed in civil court. There are numerous instances of that. When he... Broke when the a marriage got annulled with Aaliyah, but mainly due to the forged marriage license and the parents not knowing about it. Guess how much money R. Kelly sent her? How much? Guess it would five it, million. Nope. More. Less. Three hundred. One hundred dollars. What? One hundred dollars. hundred dollars. And what did she do? She took it. I guess she took it because. The, the situation with Aaliyah, it seemed like she, this is weird. I don't want to say this because she's young. She cannot consent to sex with a grown man because she's 15 years old. It just seems like there's a lot there that without Aaliyah being alive, there's some missing stuff. There, there. is a lot. And we do know that the reason that Aaliyah was introduced to R. Kelly was to begin her career because... Right. They, there's reports of Aaliyah being a beautiful singer at five. Yeah. Most and kids at five can't even enunciate words correctly. Sure. So there's that component. Um, her family has been kind of shady about what happened. That could be because of payoffs that we don't know. Obviously, the $100 didn't do it. But there could be payoffs for that. Let's, 
also, for those of you who don't know Aaliyah's track record, she had a very successful career when she was alive. She was in movies. She had. She's one of the greatest uh, R&B and pop acts pretty much ever. And her 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 career is due to R. Kelly in some ways. Like, I'm sure she would have been discovered. However, it's always this case. Yes, this person has a lot of talent, but sometimes do you have the connection? You need. We see it in hip hop. You almost need a cosign. You always need a cosign. to get to get hot. And what's the bigger well, a bigger cosign in the '90s to mid 2000s than R. Kelly? Exactly. Give me a bigger cosign. This talk. This is all. This boils down to abuse of power. R. Kelly knew how he was viewed in his trade. Mm-hmm. I mean, m- multiple people call this man a musical genius. Including, including me. I can't before. speak for that because I didn't really, even as I started getting into R&B and hip-hop, I never really listened to R. Kelly. And it wasn't that I didn't want to. I mean, I knew, I believe I can fly, Ignition was hot. But other than that man's like club records and the stuff that was on the radio... I didn't know much about it. I mean, the fact that... I know that this is a joke, but uh, Trapped in the Closet, the fact that he created a hip-hop Nobody had ever taken um, R&B music, and, I mean, it looks it looks ridiculous, okay? He's playing, like, characters. He's in fat suits. He's in a bunch of makeup. It looks ridiculous, but the... The level of hype behind that. I remember when they were when they were coming out. Mm-hmm. As they were coming out, people were were sitting just waiting on VH1 or MTV, wherever they were dropping at the time, just waiting for this to drop, waiting for this story to unfold. And nowadays, it's not it's not the most complex story in the world, but th- he had this level of creativity, obviously, that that permeated, that resonated with people in in other songs in his in his uh, in his catalog. So he did kind of touch a generation of women. The fact that women are at his shows grabbing his crotch, women of age, I don't know or not, but they are grabbing his crotch as he's performing, and he's letting them, by the way, like, wake up, people. Yeah, but there is, he has this effect on people. He has this magnanimous effect. Look, I don't know what it is. I'm very much heterosexual, but I will agree when a man is good looking, and R. Kelly's not it. No, he's not. He's not it. But he's got the voice. Actually, you wanted to show me something, right? Yes, I, let's leave that to the second half. Okay, that's right. that's gonna blow your mind. Okay, I can't wait. We're sort of still out in the whole like abuse of power. Yes. Yeah, he targeted a type. He only he went after girls from broken homes, girls that wanted to become famous that were introduced to him for singing. That was the whole purpose. I'm gonna touch on something that is it, it's heartbreaking, honestly. We we already sort of mentioned Sparkle. Sparkle was one of R. Kelly's artists. This this I'm kind of inserting you into this timeline. This is after the marriage with Aaliyah is annulled. Okay. This man's patterns have already come out in newspapers, media. Okay. Sparkle introduces her niece to R. Kelly. R. Kelly's bass player is this girl's father. So same thing. Okay, I think my niece, my niece, I know she could sing. So I'm going to introduce her to R. Kelly and see if R. Kelly can boost her up. And Sparkle said in the interview, she says, I didn't think it could happen to me. I didn't think it would happen to my family. Do you, want, do you know who that niece is? Who? That's the girl who was getting peed on in the video. Oh, Jesus. The reason R. Kelly didn't get convicted in that trial is because no one from that family but Sparkle testified. And don't take that as me saying, 
Oh, Sparkle did a good thing. Sparkle is just as guilty as R. Kelly, just as R. Kelly's manager. She is just as complicit in this as he is. The craziest thing, and I haven't seen a lot of people talking about this, but they talked about it in the documentary. He kept messing with that girl after the sex tape. Because he got away with it. The bass player who is that girl's father continued to play music with R. Kelly on tour. One of the survivors in the documentary, I don't remember her name, um, but she said that three or four years after the sex tape video, she got caught up with R. Kelly and got introduced to the girl that was in the sex tape video. And she said the only reason she knew it was her is because she recognized her from the video. But the girl's parents said, that's not my daughter. Teachers from that girl's school testified in court and said that is her. This girl was a very talented basketball player. Basketball coach testifies. This girl's best friend testifies in court. And he still didn't get convicted, mainly because the, the family said, that's not my daughter. Because that's who's really supposed to Because they were, eating, they were eating off of R. Kelly. They were getting money off of R. Kelly. We don't know if he paid them off, but... I mean, he if you're getting a check from R. Kelly, to. yeah, he's already paying your bills. Exactly. What are you talking about, dude? Like, for for everybody, listen to me. There, there is this old, there is this old saying. If you're, I'm a, con, I'm a conspiracy guy. So there is this whole thing behind getting into the music industry. You have to sell your soul. Mm -hmm. Who getting was it? peed on as a child? Is as close to selling your soul as I can as I can th imagine. Yeah, I mean. That's... So is that what it takes to, for for me to get famous? Are her parents thinking? Well, maybe if I don't say anything, her music career will get launched. I will continue making money playing music for him. There is a lot of mouths being fed in this moment. There is a lot of mouths being fed in this situation. It's sick, and it happens, and it's even in even in everyday life. There are people who are complacent. In, in situations because they are eating mm -hmm. and you're not going to fuck up your meal. You're yep. just not. You're not going to fuck up your check. You're not going to fuck up your family's life. There's too to much on the line. To speak to that, R. Kelly's manager, which anybody, Sparkle, the manager, one of the uh, studio producers that talked about this, you are dumb as hell for getting on this documentary and admitting to helping this man do all this. Yeah. Those are the people that are going to go to jail yeah. while R. R. Kelly lives free. Yeah. The manager is probably the most fucked up. Listen state. to this. The studio producer that used to work with R. Kelly said that he thought it was odd who R. Kelly, who was 27 at the time, was hanging out at the high school that he graduated from. And he says, I thought it was kind of odd that Rob was hanging out at the high school. And, you know, as a, for example, as the principal of a high school, I mean, okay, it is weird for 20, 27 years. I don't go back to my high school. Like, and I'm 23 right now. I would never go back to my high school Maybe if I were going to say hi to teachers, but I'm not going to just hang out there and be like, hey, I was, I was a former student. Now, this man hung out front of the high school yeah, and, and picked up girls. Up hung out. And not just that, but like somebody like R. Kelly, maybe maybe the principal would give it a pass like, oh, he's he's coming to speak to the youth because right. he, he came from this school and they're inspired by him, you know? And you had to look like this again, is abuse of power, abuse of power. This man targeted the black community. And that is what is sad because... All of his victims are women of color. Mental health, sexual abuse, these are things that are, that are not spoken about in not just black communities, in a lot of other just minority communities. There is this push to 
uh, just just focus on pretty much work. Focus on getting over things. You don't talk about your feelings. You don't talk about your emotions. You don't talk about what happened to you. And and also there is this fear from from a sexual from a sexual assault victim's perspective that if I told somebody about what happened, I would get in trouble because there is still that like somebody's mm-hmm. going to blame me when when in reality you can't blame a child for being coerced by a 27 year old man. Or forty, exactly. forty-year-old man, because he's holding over their head like I can make you a star. Yeah. Oh, you sing, I can make you a star. Yeah. And then all these women talked about it like at the beginning, like yeah, it was cool. I got to go places with R. Kelly. I got to go to award shows with R. Kelly. And then all these crazy things started happening. Like he would make me stay in a room. He would make me call him daddy, even in a non-sexual way. Which that is, is a sick. Pimp, that's a pimp mentality. Yes, that is sick. I'm not gonna ask you. I'm not going to disclose my information, but has a girl ever called you daddy in a, in, in an intimate situation? I, I'm just, I'm, you don't have to answer, but what I'm saying is that's all right, whatever. But I can tell you from this point on, after seeing this documentary, if anyone were to say that to me, not to make you light of yeah, abuse, sure. but you getting popped, like, do not call me that. I would stop instantly like that and be like, don't call me that. I will say this. For a for two consenting adults, if the girl calls the guy daddy, it's not as weird as like a fifteen year old. Exactly, it's there is definitely something subconscious there that might be a little fucked up. I'm all right. In the I can't I can't I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap myself. In he he signed a non disclosure to himself to not disclose the sexual information. (laughs) But what what we're saying is. He would make these girls like in the in the newer cases about the sex cult and whatever. He would make these girls text him and say, "Can I get? Can I come to the kitchen and get something to eat, Daddy?" Like, that's just that's uh, this is this is all psychological warfare. So with with R. Kelly, with people like R. Kelly, I have had women call me Daddy. I want to free myself of that. They now. have called me Daddy. Yeah, but uh, again, I'm not I'm not a pervert, you know, but. Uh, yeah, so I just wanted to say that because I felt like I was putting myself on this. I'm gonna go through just some quick, quick facts of stuff that he's been accused of. Just oh, really wait, odd. Things. Oh wait, before we, I remember what I was, I was talking about. So basically, what it was was R. Kelly by by him having these women asking him for stuff, by him having him call him daddy. There is this psychological aspect where they are subservient to him. There is this need for him to keep keep the women at a subservient level. If if they think that they're on his level, they're less likely to obey him. He can't do these sort of sick, twisted things that in bed. I did hear an interview that BBC did where this girl was younger. I don't know if she was uh, underage or not, but uh, she met R. Kelly. She was spending the night with him, and um, he came in and he was kind of in a bad mood. And she was, you know, she was obviously nervous, you know, as any woman would be coming into a room and a man comes in upset. Uh, and he basically told her, like, you know, t- to to strip down so that they can have sex. And she basically was like, I'm not ready to do that. Right. He immediately just starts penetrating her, making her say, say dirty things. Just t- he does. He's being extremely rough. So just somebody who he clearly... There's no... I don't think R. Kelly enjoys sex. I think he enjoys the power dynamic Mm -hmm. attached to sex. I think the reason why anybody is attracted to children is the fact that 
you are above them. You can manipulate them. You can control them. You can them. see that in nature. When dogs hump other dogs, even though they're male dogs humping a male dog, mm -hmm. it's about domination and power. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's nature. You're, yeah. you're seeing years of conditioning in a dog. Right. And that's that the, proves the that, people, that people that are into that shit are clearly... This is different than BDSM. I'm not talking about that. I understand that there are people, again, two consenting adults who do freaky shit, that's fine. As long as you're not hurting the other person, as long as it's consensual, you're both of age, go at it. Have fun. But for a grown man or a grown woman to exercise control over a child is clearly something of just a lack of development, a stunt in their growth, a trauma in their past that is making light, that is coming through by way of the chronic abuse. And that's not to say that that's the excuse or that justifies no. it because the but man it's obviously... Proof of trauma. Exactly. That's obvious. The man obviously knew he was doing something wrong when he had to forge a marriage license mm -hmm. to get married to a 15-year-old. Yeah. So that in itself should have said, oh, well, maybe this is wrong. He just doesn't care. And I think he... There's been a lot of people talk about this. I think the reason that he looks at it like that is he thinks these girls did consent. But at age 14, 15, and 16, your brain is not fully developed. I look back at myself two years ago and think like, damn, what the, what the hell were you doing? Sure. Your brain is still developing at that point. You're not point. fully developed until you're 25. Your frontal cortex, that higher level of thinking, is not fully developed until you're 25. That's my real fun fact. <laughs> and that, so yes, those girls could have been, air quotes, into it. But that you cannot consent underage that's yeah. just that's the law that's the yeah. fact right. whether you have moral grounds on that or you're just looking at it from a legal standpoint it's the bottom line is it's wrong yeah um i'm just going to read a few quick facts about r kelly mm -hmm. we're going to jump into the what you're rocking segment and yeah. then we'll come back with some some yeah. more arguments Sounds and topics good. um r kelly gets a lot of shit for not being able to read and write that obviously does not make you dumb being able to not read and write because this man is a mastermind Mm -hmm. All of this stuff had moving parts. His wife had no idea some of this stuff was going on in her own house. There were times that the Lisa Van Allen, one of the survivors, said that she had a threesome with Rob and the underage girl in the sex tape while Andrea, his, R. Kelly's wife, was in the house. She, and Andrea was talking about this and thing. She says, how in the world could he have done this? When did he have this time? Mm -hmm. The only way you can perpetrate all this Malice is with people around you helping you, and that's what we saw in the video. You can be cunning and be illiterate. Mm -hmm. yeah. the, this is kind of funny. Um, R. Kelly's brother, like I said earlier, he, this isn't the funny part, but he corroborated the whole molestation issues. His brother is incarcerated. They were in, interviewing him in jail. He he said like it was something normal. He said, you know, I always been into older women. When Rob has been into younger women, that's just a preference. Younger women is fine if you're 27 and you're you're hooking up with a girl who's a freshman in college who's he's of been, age. He's probably been raping dudes in jail. So this is all normal to him. Young women to R. Kelly are girls. Yeah, like teen, like teen, like not like preteen. So that was kind of crazy. Um, we already talked about how Aaliyah met uh, R. Kelly. Mm -hmm. Javante Cunningham, one of the survivors. Talks about a night that she witnessed R. Kelly and Aaliyah having sex before the marriage. To preface this, if you've watched it, you know this, but Aaliyah got pregnant and had an abortion. Hmm. Um, I'm not saying that's related to this one instance, 
But Javante Cunningham was talking about how on the tour bus, a bunch of the girls slept in this tour bus. They had bunks. And they, there was privacy. They had curtains to close if they didn't want to be seen while they were sleeping. She said, but they were all talking and joking before bed. And the door to the master bedroom in this tour bus opened. And she said Rob was having sex with Aaliyah. And she said at the time, Aaliyah could have been between 14 and 15 because she doesn't remember the actual date. Hmm. Um, Demetrius Smith, that's Rob Kelly's manager, uh, witnessed. He was a witness in the wedding to, uh, between Rob and Aaliyah, and he's the one that helped forge the documents. That's what's weird. That dude. These people are complicit. We already talked about the marriage between R. Kelly and Aaliyah was annulled within two months due to the fact the parents did not sign off because she was underage. And then that's when it came up, oh, they lied about her age. That's when R. Kelly paid the family $100 to not pursue legal action. $100 fucking dollars. Come on, bro. $100? You were popping back then. He's popping now. Obviously. So he's still making money, I'm sure. Um, Craig Williams was the music producer I was talking about how he thought it was weird that Rob was hanging out in front of a high school, which is very weird. Yeah. Don't hang out in front of a fucking high school. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what else to say about the man. Um, we're going to jump into the What You Rockin' segment when we come back. It's going to be uh, some more arguments. We're going to talk about Michael Jackson a little bit um, and move more into the separating the art from the artist now that we've, uh, we've talked about R. Kelly. Okay, okay. Welcome back, everybody. So we're going to be talking about what's it called? What's the segment called? What you rocking? What you rocking? So this is just going to be a quick little segment about like what kind of it could be what we're wearing for the podcast. It could be like a, a pair of shoes we picked up, a shirt we picked up, something we've had for a while that we like. Just something about fashion, hip hop, and fashion have a very good. Uh, I don't want to say collaboration, They're but it intimate. goes hand in hand. Intimate, yes, intimate for sure. Look at rappers, and see, I mean, you can see polarizing rappers have odd styles. Lil Uzi, Trippy Red, Travis Scott, even Kanye. For sure. I mean it. Yeezys. Yep. That's the most so, flagrant example. I see you in the box logo hat. I'm, I'm always in a box logo. I think for this one that I'm wearing right now. Beast. <laughs> for this one that I'm wearing right now, it's a 3M collab, so it's got the reflective tape. I got this way before the... Wouldn't, wouldn't you love to have some Yeezy reflectives with I that know. one? You, you know who does? Shout out one of our friends has them, uh, Wade. I hope, you're I hope Wade's listening on Google Music or Dude. Google Play Music. Yeah, shout out to the Android users. But yeah, Wade sent me a picture of him with the flash on all black. Looked incredible. Yeah. Looked incredible. Wow. I mean, the new, the, the new Wade's status. pulling girls at clubs. Wade's, Wade's doing the damn thing. I know he is. He won't talk about it, though. Shout out to Wade. All right. What um, are you wearing? I'm, I'm going to just go head to toe what I'm wearing today. Yeah. Um, oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm wearing... Uh, <laughs> I'm wearing Gap shorts, khakis, khakis. Shout out State Farm. <laughs> what are you wearing? Khakis, khakis, <laughs> and uh, a black uh, Old Navy shirt and a damn box logo. So shout out to that. All right, I broke a fashion law of mine. <laughs> I have this weird thing about sports jerseys. I only wear like I'm a diehard Carolina Panthers fan. You'll only see me in a Carolina Panthers jersey on a Sunday when the Panthers are playing. Yeah. If there's a player that left and went to another um, team, team, I won't rock the jersey on game day. Bad, bad luck, I think. Oh. But today I broke the, the jersey rule. Because um, they're out of the playoffs anyways. Yeah, they're out of the playoffs. This is not affecting anything. There's no, no bad juju. The reason I'm wearing it, it's a Thomas Davis jersey. I'm not going to get into it. It's not a sports podcast. But Thomas Davis spent 14 years with Carolina. 
He was willing to come back next year. This man came back from three ACL tears and played the best football after the ACL tears. He got news Monday from the Panthers that they will not be picking up his fifth-year option. Um, this man's nickname in the Panthers community is the mayor of Charlotte. He lives in Charlotte. He does all this work. The man's not not bad enough to not pick up. So a lot of Panthers fans were kind of upset today. Um, he was Walter Payton Man of the Year. If you know anything about sports, that's a huge accolade in sports. Um, just a great guy. Um, so I'm wearing 58 tonight. Got some Levi's on. Wore the Yeezys. The statics. Non-reflective. Non-reflective. I ain't got so it like that. he doesn't have the juice. Yeah, I ain't got it like that. Um, I think we should do like a little sports segment eventually. Tack yeah. that on, why not? Because I was watching the Bucks and the Rockets yesterday. Oh, yeah? My Rockets lost, so I'm a little sad by that. But Greek I like freak. It. Yeah, I know. What? Giannis too much, too else. much for the beard. Too much. It's sad. Well, he has to carry a whole fucking team, so. True. <laughs> but so oh. that's what we're rocking. So pretty much hype be shit is what you can sum that up to. In in the future, I think we're gonna be talking more about maybe we'll do kind of what we do with the news where we're gonna be talking about some drops that are coming, shoes or clothes. Um what and you guys the butters I, I heard a rumor today that the butters yeah. are gonna have a small re release. I don't restock. care about those butters. I would rather get the cream. Sesame's Sesame's would be okay. They dropped they were already kind of pretty wide release. Yeah, they dropped. You can get Black it for a decent price. Uh, I would like to talk about in the future just more. So, uh, yeah, you guys let us know what are some what are some brands that you guys are wearing. Uh, is the tw- the Twitter you still jumping yes. on the Twitter? Because I I jumped off of Twitter once it got to SJW. So really, Jake, man, he's he's doing the heavy lifting in regards. If, to- I'll be honest. If it wasn't for the HLH page. And me keeping up with like sports and some some you musicians, wouldn't I wouldn't be on Twitter. I've yeah. already gotten off Facebook. Twitter and Snapchat are the only social medias that I have. Yeah, I'm on Instagram, and I think we should do that eventually. We'll have an Instagram page for yeah, because Instagram, us. you if all Instagram you gotta do is slide past yeah. it, you don't like it. It's not really as invasive. No, and nobody can really on. really state their opinions on Instagram. You know, I just like I don't read them freaking things like yeah. no. The no. reason I like Twitter is because you could only say so much, but now they. But now they're that. expanding it, expanding it, expanding it. Yeah. So I think we'll do that eventually. But follow us at HLHPO. Thanks, Donald Trump. <laughs> Let us know if there are any brands that you guys are rocking. Maybe if you guys are even starting your own brands, you know, that would be that would be something cool to talk about. You know, yeah. The entrepreneurs, especially in local in the area, that's. I want to you. I want HLH to be. To be big in Greenville, in South Carolina, I think that would be amazing. You know, anybody who's listening locally, we appreciate it, and we want you guys to reach out to us, especially because we're so small and we're still growing. Most definitely. All right, when we come back, we're going to finish up some of our discussions about R. Kelly, get into some other popular people that in the music industry and film industry that have come under fire when it comes to sexual assaults. Gang, gang. All right, everybody, we're back. Um, before we get into talking about Michael Jackson, we've already kind of talked about Kevin Spacey, uh, Ron Howard. Um, I've got a video. I already told Hakeem. I asked him if he has seen this before, right. and he said no, so I waited kind of for the shock value. Yeah. I, I have the, not, I've not heard this with you guys, so this is going to be our raw reaction together. I hope the uh, audio quality is not too terrible. I'm going to play it off my phone. This is a one-minute clip of R. Kelly singing the, the name of the, the video, actually. There's several of them. 
but the name of this video is R. Kelly Recruiting in Ethiopia. I got it. Do you have your passport? Did you get your shots? Hold up, pause. Would you like to <laughs> wait, wait, pull it closer to the man was it freaking three bars into the song you know, and he's and asking Hakeem's for already HR. cringing. Yeah. You got your passport, you got your shots. All right, let's start that over. In case you didn't hear, I don't want you to say I said it. R. Kelly said it. Yeah. Robert Sylvester Kelly said it. <laughs> I got it. Do you have your passport? Did you get your shots? Girl, would you like to come back with Rob to America? <laughs> We're not pause again, pause. Pause, pause, pause. We're not laughing because it's funny. Don't no, don't miss. It's, it's weird. Where the where were these people for this? Do you want to come to? Do you hear the music in the background too? That's what's creepy. Wait, the, it gets okay. It keep gets going. Worse. Keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Do you have your passport? Did you get your shots? Girl, would you like to come back with Rob to America? Background singers <laughs> to America. And you gonna tell me this man wasn't helped? He's brainwashing. Where's the Randy Moss? Come on, man. We need a soundboard. <laughs> Come on, man. No, for that is that. First of all, again, if we want to talk about brainwashing, <laughs> the the music in the background, Jake. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that is that not something that sounds like a dream? Yes. That sounds like a golden ticket I'm opportunity. I'm glad you said that. On Ebro in the morning. It was either this morning or yesterday morning. Yeah. They were talking about this video. It, 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 Peter Rosenberg says, that was so fucking good. He said, it sounded so good. Mm -hmm. He said, that's what makes this so hard to separate this. Yeah, it sounds good. Like singing, it. singing, just raw singing, raw talent. But It's I, gross and it's creepy. I, I feel have, bad. I love how he's asking about her, their shots. Yeah. That's very... Like he's not nasty. Yeah. Come he on. gave a chick herpes. That's another thing. Come on, dude. That was he gave yeah. him herpes, which is fucked up. So this is another bombshell. Yeah. There have been reports um, that he is planning on leaving the country. He, this man has strong ties in Africa. Now, I want to point out to this, I'm, I'm not making light of this. Obviously, there oh. are huge issues in Africa. Do you know the beaches? Is that what you're going to talk about? I don't know. Nobody knows where he's going or if this is even credible. But investigators have said they have gotten reports of him potentially leaving the country. Do you? Most people know what happens in Africa. The, R. Kelly's behavior in Africa is, is culture. It, is it, it's not culture. However, there are, there are beaches in, I believe it's Ethiopia, that... that um, and correct me if I'm wrong, forgive me if it's not Ethiopia, but there was a documentary that I saw. I think it was Travel Channel or Nat Geo did this. But there are tourists that go and fuck local children and give them money. And the parents of these of these girls who go and have sex with men on beaches, on the beaches. It's it's not it's not legal there, mind you. However, it's not very heavily enforced. They go and they pay these girls. And the parents let the girls go because they are so poor. I'm glad that you made it sound like you pointed yeah. out that way. That is what's happening in Chicago. That is what R. Kelly did with Sparkle's niece, yeah. with Aaliyah. He used that impoverished family for his own gain. 
and ruined people's lives. Yeah. If this man moves to Africa, it is going to be open season oh, yeah. for him because he doesn't have to cover his tracks there. No, no one's looking at you. Africa has its own problems. I don't want to desensitize sexual assault, but Africa has bigger problems in their view than sexual assault. Well, it's, it's like there's micro issues and then there's macro issues. And and for sure, you could talk about HIV. Mass genocide. There genocides, war, famine, uh, drought, you name it. They just have so much. And then He's, on top of that, they have sexual assault. His crime is small fish when you look at the issues in Africa. It is just, it ha it is not high on priorities list because there's too much shit going on and most much. of these countries don't have a well-formed government to enforce any of these coming from a guy have. who has been overseas who has been to a third world country in lebanon the i saw a child holding a pack of cigarettes i'm talking about a nine-year-old with a pack of cigarettes in his hand if you guys saw that in america a nine-year-old holding a pack of cigarettes and smoking you guys would shit a fucking brick unless it was a mango jewel pod yeah it throws it, make it flavored, and then and it's okay. bam, it's fine. But but you guys would shit a brick at a nine year old. Maybe I mean like I know there are teenagers that smoke cigarettes, you know, and they get swishers or they get jewel pods now. I guess we didn't have fucking jewels growing up. Thank God. We had to get real lung cancer. Yeah, like men. Walter White in this bitch. <laughs> White what? <laughs> he had lung cancer. Oh, oh shit! Oh shit! True. Okay, so let's kind of talk more a little bit about separating the art from the artist. Yeah. Um, there's I, a documentary about Michael Jackson, yeah. coincidentally coming out in the next. It's it's pre it's premiering at the Sundance Film Festival. That's going to be hard to watch. Yes, if it For is me. if it is as effective as the R. Kelly documentary was, it is going to be R. Kelly will be forgotten about because, like we said earlier, Michael Jackson is America. Not to mention the fact that by Michael Jackson, the allegations that were out about him were about kids that were terminally ill. So not to mention the fact that you're mm -hmm. taking advantage of a child. You're taking advantage of a child who's terminally ill. You have enough money, I am sure, to pay medical bills for these families. You, there are settlements that Michael Jackson has, hundreds of thousands of dollars in settlements, not a hundred dollars. Hundreds and thousands of dollars he has paid to families mm -hmm. to keep them quiet. So this is that's going to be another thing. Now I will say, in the instance of if if you want to compare Michael Jackson and R. Kelly, which the stuff there's proof of what there R. Is Kelly trauma did. in both situations. By the way, there's yes, there obviously there's trauma in both. There's evidence to prove what R. Kelly did. Mm -hmm. There's it's more allegations with Michael Jackson. Now this interview may be. Yeah, what's going to come out? The reason people are losing their minds over this R. Kelly stuff, which I was sort of one of them because I wasn't privy to these knowledge. I wasn't coherent when these news stories were coming out. Mm -hmm. We, like, the oh, radio is complicit for this. I love Big Boy. Big Boy is probably, that's one of my favorite radio stations to listen to. One of my favorite, like, he does a little podcast too. It's only like 10, 15 minutes uh, an episode. But I've, if, if I were Big Boy, looking outside looking in on Big Boy, Big Boy's got to feel bad. Because he had R. Kelly on the shows. They played R. Kelly music during all this. And they, they had all the evidence coming out. But the reason that Surviving R. Kelly was so effective was they put all this information at you in six hours. You didn't have to research this. It was there for you. Let me defend Big Boy. Big Boy came out in a time where it radio and, radio and music 
and movies were all very industry. It was closed doors. Nowadays with the internet, people like you and me can put out a podcast, can can get information that we were not able to get. You have sites like WikiLeaks, for example, leaking privileged information to to us, to to regular citizens. Big Boy is from that era where, uh, okay, there are allegations against R. Kelly. Did he get, is he incarcerated for it? No. Did it get swept under the rug? Okay. Um, nobody's really talking about it now. Cool. We're going to have him on people like his music. If And, and I, I, will, I do agree with that. If social media was around then... This would if, be a different if, story. If the, if the sex tape came out now, in, in this time, oh my everyone God. would see it. It'd be on Twitter, Facebook, everything. Clips, everything would be would be out. And he did, so, I mean, he didn't, he didn't apologize, because Big Boy has nothing to apologize for. He was doing his job. He's and, interviewing a, a, a hot celebrity. And he even said, he said, I will admit, he said, when all these things were coming out, he said, I was so focused on what was going on. He said, I made it about the music. Mm-hmm. And even now, we're starting to see even the people that are coming up now, like Ebro... Kodak Black yeah. got up out of that interview. Ebro's just doing his job. You say what you want about Ebro. He's not my favorite radio personality either. Um, Michael Strahan this morning, or yesterday morning, was asking Kevin Hart about the Oscar thing. And Kevin Hart kind of got offensive and said, look, I know this is your job, but I'm tired of talking about this. I've said what I want to say about this, and it's done. And he turned down the, the opportunity. And let me, let me be clear. I agree with Kevin Hart. A hundred percent in that in that situation, because at the end of the day, he is a comedian. There is a difference between calling somebody the f word, calling somebody uh, a gay in a derogatory way, and making a joke. Mm-hmm. I do not believe that there should be limits on jokes. We need to ele- allow funny people to be funny. They are supposed to take taboo topics, mm-hmm. make us go. <gasps> And then we laugh about it because that's why it Seinfeld would not exist if it came out today. Because exactly, it, it, it wouldn't fly. And I don't. And I don't believe Kevin Hart did anything wrong. And the fact that Chris Rock denied the same opportunity because he said I can't say shit anymore is a big thing. I don't think Kevin Hart did anything wrong. I think that is a negative outcome of this outrage culture. I think what's what what R. Kelly is doing, what 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 is being brought out about him that is a positive outcome of social media and of women speaking out and believing victims that is positive he should be brought out to the light for that but to call out a comedian for tweets from five years ago when you and i were on xbox and ps4 or ps3 and people would would throw out slurs and Mm n-words at a at a rapid rate while we're playing call of duty clearly there was a lot less outrage back then yep and we can agree with that. The internet was a different place back then. There was none of this, uh, you have to be polite. I promise you if they pulled up my tweets from, from five years ago, there would be some stupid shit in oh, yeah, most that definitely. I don't agree with now. Yeah, because like we spoke about, your brain is still developing. You're still figuring things out. And what was funny five years ago may not be funny now. Like you said, Seinfeld came out in the 90s. If it came out now, it would not hold up. The Office, one of our favorite shows, one of America's favorite shows. How many times does Michael call Oscar gay as, as an insult? Yeah. If that comes out now, it's wrong. Yes, th- that is an aspect of the show and that did not age well. And they even talked about it. Michael says that he calls, I don't want to say the word, mm-hmm. but he calls him a word. It, it was a... A kind of I don't want to. It was a. It was. A, I will say it. It was a. 
it was a uh, variation of the word faggot. Yes. He said, I'm sorry I called you faggy. And he says, when I was a kid, we called everybody that. And he said, it, we weren't making fun of him. And that speaks to how culture changes. That's why awareness for sexual assault is being brought up now. Because we have social media. We have people saying, hey, that's, that's not acceptable in this culture. Yes. And I, and I agree with that. And, and I'm, I'm happy that that is happening. I'm happy that people are growing. However, again... In comedy, let's let's not put limitations on comedians, please. As somebody who really genuinely loves comedy, as somebody who listens to hours upon hours of comedic podcasts, do not put limitations on comedians. These are people that are supposed to speak on the culture freely without without judgment and to really just alleviate some tension that we are all feeling in these times, in these difficult times. And Making fun of Donald Trump is a form of alleviating tension. Yep. And if you don't want to hear it, don't watch Kevin Hart. My grandmother the other day said, I, I, don't, I, I think I need to cancel my Netflix. Some of the stuff they're putting on there is filthy. And my grandmother is old-fashioned, and I get what she's talking about. At the end of the day, you're paying for that service. If you don't like what that service is giving you, stop paying for it. Yeah. If you don't want to hear Kevin Hart make, jo make jokes that offends you, don't go to his concerts. Yeah. Nobody is forcing you to listen to these people. And with the endless hours of entertainment we have now, there is no reason... Why you have to listen to, to Kevin Hart. There is no reason why you have to listen to anything offensive. Now, where that is different with, with R. Kelly, you should not continue to reward somebody for bad behavior. And this, he should be called out for, for blatantly having sex with a minor. This is what is the argument separating art from artists. With Michael Jackson, it's easier. Michael Jackson had eras. There was Jackson 5 Mike. There was Black Mike. There was, quote, White Mike. People love Michael Jackson from different eras. Michael Jackson wasn't talking about sleeping in a bed with ch children. Now, that's weird. We all should have, everybody should have thrown up flags on that. It is a fact that that man had boys sleep in his bed. Mm -hmm. But he wasn't singing about it. That's the issue. R. Kelly was hiding in plain sight by making these songs, Age Ain't Nothing But a Number, a song he wrote for Aaliyah. Yeah. There was also, and I, I think what you're trying to get at there, is there was more shame with, with Michael when, assuming that he did what he did, again, we don't, we don't know 100%. These are, it was more so allegations. However, he has paid off families. So I don't know, but it's, it, that's a kind of a bad sign. Uh, there was shame with Michael Jackson if he did what he did. But the fact that he was not glorifying it is, is I don't know, it's a little right. different. R. Kelly is like, is very much a, a, a sociopath in this aspect where you are gloating about it in your songs, you are talking about it, you are, you are in an album cover where it is age ain't nothing but a number and you're posted up on a wall in the back while 15 year old Aaliyah is in the front with a crop top on and some shades and a beanie looking, looking at the front of uh, the camera. It's yep. fucked. That's, that's what's going to make it hard. Now, we've seen the whole, oh, Nike put the commercial out with Colin Kaepernick. I'm burning my Nikes while they're on my feet. Mm -hmm. what, what did you accomplish there? You've already bought the Nikes. Nikes cash your money. Yeah. What is burning the Nikes you have on going to do to Nike? Nothing. If you have an R. Kelly album that you've bought, listen to it. If, if, you, if you can listen to R. Kelly and your conscience isn't bothered by it, fine. This is America. You have rights. Do what you want. But don't. I, me personally, I will not actively stream any R. Kelly music. 
I'm not giving that man any more money because the money that he got off this music is the reason why he's ruined all these people's lives. If he didn't have that money, yeah, he probably would have still had the predisposition to enjoy younger girls, but he wouldn't have had the power to he do it like he's done it. He would be in jail right Exactly. Now would be the difference. Another big point with this, like we said, all of his victims are women of color. If this would have been white women, R. Kelly would have been locked up. I don't want to make make it as much about race. However, I will say there would be, I mean, we all know what happens to black men in this country who, who either are accused. I mean, let's go back to To Kill a Mockingbird. I know that that's a fictional story, but that was was it fictional or was it true? I don't remember. I don't. Can some, let's Google. We that. need a fact checker. We need a fact checker. Does anybody want to be the HLH, uh, <laughs> the H HLH fact checker? But I mean, that's true. If you look, if, and you know how media is, if media comes out and says black man rapes 14 year old white girls, it would be outrage. And to speak on what Chance the Rapper said, when they took him out of context in the documentary, he said he discredited these women's stories because they were black women. I'm sorry I'm sniffling a lot, guys. What he meant by I discredit them by black women, he explained it earlier. He said growing up as a black man, he said you're conditioned to not believe black women's stories. And they... That's that's fact. You can read interviews. You can people. That is a fact. People say that. That's what is so upsetting, is because these young black girls were getting forgotten about. And let's let's all let's all do this as men. As men, we um, when a rich guy gets accused of rape from a from a woman who doesn't have as much money from him. What is the most common thing? Money grab. Hear? Money grab. Yep. She's just doing it because. She, you know, she wants to get some money from him. Also, To Kill a Mockingbird is based on neighbors of the um, Hunter Harper, the... Oh, I forgot her name. Fuck. Uh, she Based on the author. But it's not a true story. But for those of you who don't know, uh, it's about a black man who... Basically, there was a woman who was falsely accusing a man with one arm of rape. A man who would not even have the strength to hold somebody down, for example. But again, this was a different time period. This was in the 50s. But as you can see now, systemic racism, a lot has not changed in that, in that regard. And he was almost like basically put to death for a crime that it was almost impossible for him to commit. Right. And like you said, it's systemic and it's still happening. Every week I get on Twitter and I'm scrolling through and I see people have retweeted. There'll be tweets that have had 300,000 retweets about missing women of color. I'm not seeing that from a news outlet. Fox News, CNN is not talking about so-and-so got abducted and hasn't been seen in 12 days. No. And you have to see it from these girls' sisters and these people's families. And let's be clear about that as well, that there are, I think it's something like six or 700,000 people a year who get kidnapped. So mm -hmm. I think it's damn near impossible to report on everybody who's gotten kidnapped or is abducted or is put into sex trafficking, which happens to so many people and it's a little bit creepy now with the internet as many positive advances as we've made how many negative ones there are as well there was a link being posted around my sister got a text message about it and it was like uh, somebody find you attractive click the link below yep if you were to click the link below it would be they would be able to track you and a lot of them were being abducted by them being tracked by this by this app or this link or whatever it was that that they were clicking on so it's, it's very scary, and it's also just proof that uh, technology can be used for good and for evil, and 
we need to hold ourselves accountable for for what we're doing on the internet. We need to, if we see these these links about these women that are being missing, share these tweets, share these links because big media outlets are not talking about it. And that is the perk of Twitter, of Facebook. You're reaching 250 million people. I don't think that most news outlets nowadays, they can't even crack a million viewers now. Right. Because everything is online. And that, that's sort of sad in a way. I've heard a lot of people like, oh, millennials don't watch the news. They, they read their phones. And like, it's a double-edged sword. There's going to be benefits to that because all the news that you would want to subscribe to, you could kind of pick and choose what you subscribe to. But then that also leaves sex of society with a ignorant or blind eye to some of these issues that because you didn't pick, okay, I want to hear about that when I downloaded this news app, you're not going to hear about it. Right, right. Yeah, it's, it's very scary. It's very difficult to deal with. But imagine how bad or how much worse this would have been if R. Kelly was around, like as popular as he was when this started in the social media era. We're seeing now, thankfully, that this is not... That question would have meant more to me had I not seen Bill Cosby go to jail. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if, if it's as bad as you're saying, and as bad as these, this documentary is saying, if he does not flee the country before, R. Kelly will most likely go to jail. Well, and the thing is, this, this isn't news. What we're, the only no. thing that was new stuff was the investigations into the, it was what they the call the sex call. Though, too. Because yeah, and, and there the was fact not that as it's, much detail. It's coming at you at breakneck speed. You didn't have to do any research. All you had to do was press play on your couch. Whereas before, you would have had to read the Chicago Sun-Times because it's not all on your phone. So it's easier to, I don't want to say ignore, but be ignorant to what was going on in this man's life. You can curate nowadays what you're listening to. You guys don't even have, you, you guys are listening to us right now. There are hundreds, hundreds and thousands of files right now on the internet that are probably talking about this as well. But... There's you are curating what you're listening to. I am curating who I'm getting news from. If if I hear that a lot of mainstream media is corrupt, I go and find secondary sources from people, independent news outlets that maybe they're talking about it. Maybe they're like not. the onion. <laughs> if you get your news from the onion, I you might be a redneck. You, you might be. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but this, all these things we talked about, R. Kelly, that's why it's difficult to separate the art from the artist with R. Kelly. To move on to people that aren't just in music, Mike Tyson, we talked about on the previous podcast, sexual, or not, he had, did he, he sexual had assault? Raped. He had okay, raped so, a woman and went to jail for it. Was he talking about raping women and beating women up in press conferences? No, no he was talking about beating people up, opponents. When. Tupac had the sexual assault. He wasn't rapping about him sexually assaulting a woman. No, but he. But let's let's not let's talk about the fact that women in hip hop are constantly referred to in derogatory terms. Correct. Even until um, now, Dr. Dre doesn't talk about beating women up at their concerts, he but he the did shit it. out of a lot of women. That is why it's easier to separate art from artists with Dr. Dre. You can't play. An, there's you cannot play a single R. Kelly album. Without hearing about Without sex. hearing something that is like, okay, yeah, okay, cool, he's talking about sex. When you turn on, like, um, Luther Vandross 
or who's another big one um, that really Al Green. Yeah. There was another one I'm thinking of that only talked about sex. Marvin Gaye. All of Marvin Gaye's music, the majority of it, was sex-driven. Ray, Ray Charles, Charles too. He wasn't having sex with 14-year-old girls. He's talking about grown-ass women. So how am I supposed to sit there listening to Bump and Grind or Ignition and not be feeling bad because I watched this six-episode documentary about all this shit that R. Kelly did? Yeah, it's horrible. It's, it's difficult to talk about. And, it, and we are, you know, we've, we've, I think we've exhausted this topic in that regard. With R. Kelly... He's he's wrong. He needs help. This is what this is what we need to say. R. Kelly trauma. Mike Tyson, a traumatic brain injury from boxing. Um, I'm sure I'm sure Tupac went through some through some shit, but I I can't really say that as much with him. But and um, you know, there is this there is this side that we're not addressing. Yes, these people need to be punished. There also needs to be an outlet. For these people to get help, there they are people that talk about castration in in these cases where the fact that they cannot get this idea of if if they are constantly getting attracted to younger women, there are some people that are castrated for that because of that. So that yeah, way they, not, they now they do it chemically. Yes. So they, so they, they, they just don't have that sex drive anymore. And to they can't even do that act if they wanted to. R. Kelly's past help. If the man would have reached out for help the first instance, it would have been a little bit, I don't want to say forgiving, no. but you, you wouldn't have this six-episode documentary because well, you either would have gotten help or you'd have been incarcerated. But is it all R. Kelly's fault? Because, like you said, how many people were facilitating this? Oh, it's not R. How many people forged? It is R. Kelly's fault in that he was the, dir- perpetrator. He was the most per- he was perpetrated. He was the most directly involved. But all these people that his manager, who helped him forge the marriage license to Aaliyah, that man should be should be held responsible. Sparkle and her fa- and her family. They should. I'm not saying they should be held responsible, but they definitely need to hang their heads low. Oh, you and, you know the these people that live that with happen. them. You know that the majority. Not I would say the majority, but some of those people that helped in little like at the time they probably thought was insignificant what yeah. they were doing for him. Like Andrea, his wife would say that he would have people from his camp sit with her when he wasn't there. He controlled what these women did and where they went. That's the issue. The people around him helped him. You, you had a, a man who, I don't want to say, I mean, he is sick as in nasty and fucked up, but he is also sick in the head as far as a medical standpoint. Yeah. And you helped this man get sicker. You yeah. enabled this man to do what he did. It's just like giving a meth addict drugs. Yeah. For, me, for me to give somebody who I know damn well is addicted to meth, for me to give him a bag of meth, I am responsible for that man's addiction. you got a bag of addiction. meth? I don't have any meth on me. Um, or any I ain't holding no meth. <laughs> I, you know, we live in South Carolina, but... Yeah! <laughs> we ain't doing no meth up in here. We don't, HLH don't condone that. Um, but for me to, it's it's enabling a it's enabling a drug addict. It's the same thing to me. So you guys are enabling a sex is a drug. People, there are people with sex addictions. So R. Kelly needs help. You, the people that that helped him, need to hang their heads very low and realize that you guys are responsible for a lot of trauma that was caused to these women. This, there needs to be an apo- apology given to these women. This is a grown man. 
Kevin Spacey, grown man. Harvey Weinstein, grown man. Grabbed the dude's dick before he went out and yeah. and just blatantly grabbed the dude's dick. And I dick. heard I heard the Breakfast Club talking about him today. They said that they had reports of Kevin Spacey, he you, know, you didn't even heard of co-stars coming out against him. Mm-hmm. It's these little like people that are up and coming, just like R. Kelly with or these little girls. Working in the background. Yep. Because he knew that he had power over them because he was a celebrity, he had money. He knew that no one's Who's gonna, gonna believe, believe that. Exactly. The kid that he the kid that he assaulted, his father worked um, he was working on the play that Kevin Spacey was in. Mm-hmm. He invited this kid over to a party. He, he straddles him one night. They're, they're supposedly intoxicated. Kevin Spacey says he doesn't recall the incident. The son, the kid who at the time was 15 years old, doesn't talk about it because his dad was working on the play and he was worried his dad would lose his job. Right. That's sick. And that to, for him to have to carry that for all those years is very is, is disheartening. It's traumatic. It, it keeps you from living a normal life. It's something you always... Think about how many. I mean, uh, Kevin Spacey is another one. He did a movie called American Girl. Have you have you seen that movie? Mm-hmm. I'm not. It is about him as a dad who is attracted to one of his daughter's friends. His daughter's friend is underage in the movie. She, the the whole time. I mean, the movie is great. Um, that's not. It's it, there's a lot more to it than that. But his character himself is basically unhappy with this middle class life. He has everything. He sees this girl who his daughter goes to school with. He becomes attracted to her. And then the difference, though, is in the end of the movie when she goes to him, she starts undressing, he basically says, I can't do this. And then, spoiler alert, at the end of the movie, he is killed by a man, his neighbor, who is basically this army guy who was his, uh, his daughter's boyfriend's father, who has some, who has some basically homosexual feelings towards Kevin Spacey. Gotcha. He kills Kevin Spacey and then I believe he killed himself. But the fact that he played somebody who was attracted to a 16-year-old girl, again, art imitates life. Right. So maybe it wasn't a girl that he was attracted to, he was attracted to guys. It's just as sick. Oh, most definitely. Doesn't, Doesn't erase the fact that that was a movie that was highly praised. Does not erase the accolades that that movie has received. So... Again, we have for people who now are saying I would never separate the art from the artist. You're even for people criticizing us for putting X's album number one last year. Both of us put it at the top of our album. Yep. You guys, you guys are complacent. You guys just there are. This is constantly happening. It is just about what are you able to dismiss? Yep. And the there's a big and I mentioned it in the last podcast about X. Age has a huge factor. That's why, mm-hmm. like, Ebro and Peter Rosenberg were talking about how there's eras to Michael Jackson. So when you're listening to Jackson 5, you're not thinking about, oh, nine-year-old Michael's having sex with little boys. Because that wasn't going on then. That's not instilled in your brain. X, when he was talking about stabbing the guy in prison, he can't, rap music is braggadocious about violence, obviously. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a fact. He was a he was a child when he was bragging about all this. He was a kid when he allegedly assaulted this and, girl. And also, how many how many of us as kids would over exaggerate stories like that? Exactly. How and do we, we don't, know how he was rubbing the blood on his face and all that stuff? How much do we know that we is don't. actually true? And that's the difference. R. Kelly was twenty seven when he met Aaliyah. Mm-hmm. That's a man. Michael, X was not a man. Michael was a Jackson child. in that era when he had Neverland Ranch, when he was bringing, uh, supposedly bringing kids back. This is a grown man. 
somebody who people would argue, if you look at Michael, the way he talks, the way he would talk on camera is not the way he would talk off camera, supposedly. When he was on camera, he, he spoke with a very... I'm not doing, my, I'm not doing <laughs> Michael Jackson impression. It's not good. But he did a very soft, childlike voice. Mm-hmm. He, he, was, he was clearly somebody who... It's like, dude, who, as a grown man, if you gave me Michael Jackson's money, I would not buy a, a cotton candy machine and I would not have a carousel in a backyard. I'd, I'd be buying, you know, like like cars. A lot of box a logos. Lo- a lot of bo- I would have every box logo. I would have every fucking box logo. You better believe it. And every easy twice. So, like, I'm not buying a carousel. I'm not putting that in my backyard. You're doing that to attract somebody. Mm-hmm. You clearly would prefer the company of younger people. That era of Michael Jackson... Clearly just disturbed, distraught. He was he was so unhappy with himself, the way he looked like mm-hmm. I mean, he hated himself. Yeah. He must have hated himself. And the fact that you he clearly did not have a childhood, he maybe was making up for that. And maybe if we don't know this, but in some weird side of his head, he was a child himself mm-hmm. at this point. That and that's that's it, it is all about age and and it's not all about your upbringing. There's several people who grew up without a strong family yeah. and are amazing people, but there's a... Or people who grew up with great families and are fucked up people. Exactly. I was raised in a traditional household. Parents were married, still married. Mm-hmm. I was raised to respect women. Yeah. But in a household where maybe you're living with a single mother who's working all the time, who do you turn to for parenting? Hip-hop. Who do you turn to for parenting? Music. Who do you turn to for parenting? Movies. So you're absorbing this learned behavior, and you think because Jay-Z calls a, a female a bitch on a record, oh, it's okay to talk to females with the word bitch. So it's all in how you get to the argument nurture versus nature, which I know you've talked yeah. about that several times. Sure. Sure. It's, it's, and that's the, that's the main thing. These are people that were rich and powerful enough to where they could nurture that negative behavior that was probably instilled with them. After their their trauma, whatever it is, I you know that there's a lot of debate in that in that regard, and that's what's that's what's the saddest part is we're not. I don't think we're all born a blank slate. There are certain children that when they when they are as they are developing, they are able to do harm to small animals. Mm-hmm. I don't. I was not one of those kids who was putting a magnifying glass to the sun and burning small ants. Okay, I've done that. All right. Well fucked up (laughs) okay but to to an even more extreme extent because i could see insects people don't think about it as much but like a squirrel you're not gonna grab a squirrel and start torturing it no or or like a possum i wouldn't have i mean no and it as and most people would not do that but there are children who who do explore that side of themselves there is just we're we're all made with these with these complex wires we're all made with this complex nerves and, 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 and one thing gets crossed wrong or you have one extra, extra chromosome or you have one extra, one missing link and you're, there's errors. Yep. The, humans are very fragile and, and anything can, can, can change the develop, development of that. And to give somebody who went through trauma, to give them money and power is probably not a good combination. Nope. You gave R. Kelly money you gave him power. His his talent may have been God given, 
But the money and the power and the ability to get away with these things was given to the, for, to him by the people around him. And Society. that is really this. Yes, that is really the source of it. These these celebrities are not gods. These are people just like you and I who were blessed with abilities that are that are rewarded handsomely with money that we will not be seeing in our lifetime. Sorry, most of you will not. Right. And that I mean that's what it all boils down to. If if you want to go back to separating art from artist, I think it's done on an individual basis. Obviously, I've sort of chosen to do it with X because this, just my opinion. We never saw proof. He never went to trial for the things he was doing. Now, if he'd went to trial, we saw the little clip Pitchfork put out. Mm -hmm. And like we said, that could have been him bragging, whatever. I'm not discrediting yeah. what he said. It was disturbing. It honestly hurt my soul when I heard those things. Because the person who helped me, indirectly helped me get through going through a divorce, going through other issues in my life, that was hard to hear that person say, He fucked this girl up. And yeah, that, that hurt me. And that's when you have to choose. You have to make a decision within yourself, soul search and figure out, do I, do these girls' stories and these girls' ruined lives mean more than the music? Or does this music mean more to me than the conversation? I would, I hope that the stuff about Michael Jackson isn't true. Like, I hope this, the documentary that comes out is not as pinpoint accurate as this one is. But on the other side, let's say the Michael Jackson thing, there's a lot of credibility they can somewhat prove what happened mm -hmm. if you can take down michael jackson and have the outrage that is being directed towards r kelly towards michael jackson you'll see movements like the me too movement the mute r kelly movement erupt because if you can take down michael jackson who is untouchable at that point that is going i mean that is the that is the last straw how can these people in power think i'm not untouchable to this this is something that I could be exposed for. And if that's the case, I think the Me Too movement and all these other movements to expose sexual assault is going to be more widely accepted. I think a lot of people kind of look down on the Me Too movement. There's a lot, a lot of people are in agreement with what is going on, but there are a lot of people that are discrediting the victim, saying, oh, money grab. You should have said something when it happened. I, I think that if this whole thing on Michael Jackson blows up the way the R. Kelly thing does, is you're going to see a change. Oh, I think I want to get back to what you, what you had said. Uh, separating the art from the artist is an individual basis, and I don't think I think even people now, if you are still listening to R. Kelly and you said this as well, I don't have a problem with you. I do not think you should be shamed. I think. You can maybe reflect and think, hey, you know, it's a little creepy because he's not talking about the same thing I'm into. You know, that's that's really where that comes down to me. He's not talking about the same the girls or or, you know, however, whatever. He's not talking about what you're into and, and not just talking about gender here. I'm talking about age. He's not talking about the girls you're talking about or the or if a guy you're interested in, if, if you're gay, you know. However that works, the, the thing that really we need to remember is to give everybody, give everybody a chance. Anybody who's coming out, commend them for, for coming out. I don't, I don't think that there is a lot of positive outcome that comes from speaking out against people, especially speaking out against powerful people. There's yeah. not money. I don't, was there money given to the people that were victims of Bill Cosby? 
Did you hear anything about money? It's it's trickier with that because that's the, un, that's disclosed and there was some settlements back. In there the day. were settlements, but back then files weren't kept electronically, right. so it is harder to find that sort of evidence okay. in the Bill Cosby instance. Again, now though, I think the the scrutiny that you would get from fans is is it, it would outweigh the positives of seeing. Uh, for some people, it would outweigh the positives of coming forward and seeing justice being brought to the right. person. The scrutiny that these people are getting. So do not think that because these people are coming out, they are they are getting showered with, with praise and admiration. I, the, the women, all the survivors and the surviving R. Kelly, they were not paid for the information they were given. Yeah. They weren't paid to cry on camera. No. As, as, as the majority of them said, this was something they did because they wanted to tell their story. The thing with Michael Jackson... What do they have to get? I mean, no justice can be served for them. No, he's dead. Michael Jackson's dead. They're not the the two people that are rumored to be the people that are speaking out were apparently paid off, signed agreements. They they testified and they said, "I lied about the first instance. It did not happen. Michael Jackson did not do this to me." Look at that. These people are just telling their stories to bring awareness to the issue. There's nothing. This is going to most likely negatively affect their lives because they're going to get it's put in the witch hunt. Yeah, they're going to be like, "Well, you should have said this." Well, how do you look at how do you look at somebody? There is this look that people give when when somebody has gone through something traumatic, Jake. Like, if somebody comes up to you and you know that a family member of theirs dies, there isn't there this look of pity that you get. You yeah. can't help it. It's this human thing that we all do. These people that that come out on a national scale, on a documentary that Lifetime has broadcasted, they're going to always have this, this they're going to get looked at as a different way, constantly when they're walking down the street. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're going to get told thank you for speaking out, and, and I'm sure they appreciate that. But for every single person that tells them thank you, I promise you that there are a hundred other people looking at them with this pity look on their face or this disgusted look on their face. You know, you never know what it's like to be in these people's shoes. So... In regards to the Me Too movement for, for people coming out, and I, I don't want to associate what's going on with R. Kelly with the Me Too movement because I think it's bigger than that. It's, it's bringing light to power because for so long everything was done in the shadows and that has, that has run amok. There are people in Hollywood that will say there are people like um, Keanu Reeves who are vehemently opposed to human sex trafficking and will say that Ashton it is Kutcher a, is a big one too. Ashton Kutcher. They will say that it is occurring in Hollywood right now. Oh, Meek Mill said, y'all need to chill out on R. Kelly because a lot of, he said a lot of these people speaking out, you don't want people looking into you. Mm -hmm. He said this is rampant in this industry. Yes. So we don't know what we else. We live 200 to miles from one of the biggest sex trafficking rings in the world mm -hmm. in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. So many women and men, children. Charlotte, adults. Charlotte, even yeah. closer to us, is one of the biggest hubs <laughs> as well. The, the, it, I, this is not a stretch. I mean, there's no fact, but there's a good chance that we have crossed paths, talked to somebody who is being trafficked in the sex industry, mm -hmm. and we would have no way of knowing. No, no. Uh, and that's what's scary about all this, man. It's yep. For every one person that's being exposed right now, there are hundreds and thousands of kids, of women, that are being held against their will, that are being, that are being raped, that are being... It's so it's so sad and, and it's it's really disgusting to think about that this is going on like that, and there are, listen guys, I, there are there are a lot of cases that you need to look into. There are government conspiracies about full blown child 
rings, child sex rings. It, uh, let's not say names, but in no. big political families. Big, big, big. Look up the Lolita Express if you really want to just look into something. Please look into that. And if uh, and I know you guys are going to say, well, you're crazy conspiracy theorists. Maybe. But there, it's something to look into. Take information with a grain of salt. Do your own research. But just know that this is not just R. Kelly. This is not just Michael Jackson. This is going on in, in, this could in be... sections of, of society you wouldn't know. Maybe there's somebody in your family right now who's, who is being sexually assaulted by another family member. You don't or know. has been. Or has been. That's the thing. You... Who, who, okay, pick, just say somebody, that, like an entertainer that you enjoy, like that you love. Yeah. Uh, uh, Lil Uzi Vert. Sexual assault allegations. That would be hard for you to say, oh, I, sure. I'm, I can't listen to Lil for Uzi Vert sure, anymore. For sure. That's the thing. These people, you don't know these people. I mean, you know them through what they portray in the media. If, if I turn the news on and I see my dad on the news for sexual assault, I'm going to say instantly that that's not, that didn't happen because I know him. That is my father. And it could happen. I mean, obviously, you don't know everything that everybody does behind closed doors. Mm -hmm. But I have the knowledge of my own father to say that's not true mm -hmm. at the beginning. Yeah. You can't say that for R. Kelly. You can't say that for Michael Jackson. You don't know these people. Yeah. And that's another thing. Don't let yourself get blinded by, again, loving the art. <clears throat> the one bad thing that I can say about this is streaming has continued to give R. Kelly power. Yeah, his streaming if we were not in the streaming industry or in the streaming era, go to Best Buy. How many R. Kelly albums do you think are on the shelves? Not, not many, many at all. If 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 any, yeah, oh, you can order them from his record label. But, but let's give. Let's also just say people could also be. This was a lifetime documentary. So how many? A lot of what you're is right. the, the, There's not a hip hop or the R. B. Fan base for lifetime. Exactly. That so is, maybe it's people just saying, "I don't know who R. Kelly is." I have never heard this song. I mean, a lot of people have heard I Believe I Can, Pl I Can Fly. They've heard Ignition. But, you know, that's coming from people who listen to hip-hop since, since they were like 10 years old. Maybe there are people in that that go, I don't even know what an R. Kelly song is. Let me hear it. Right. You know, so. so that's, uh, that's the, I think that's what, and in, in, in that, even in these people's curiosity, they're giving this man power. And mm -hmm. that's what's, that's why I, I, I will not listen to R. Kelly. Mm -hmm. And anybody that openly says, yeah, I'll listen to R. Kelly's music, I would challenge them to be like, hey, go watch the documentary. I feel any, any man needs to watch R. Kelly because as you sit there, you start to reflect. You'd be like, well, damn. Like there's a scene where he's, one of the girls is talking about R. Kelly saying, you can't look at other men. When another man, a friend of mine comes in here, you don't look at him. If he talks to you, you don't talk to him. Or they I've got friends that are more attractive to me. And in my Circle. subconscious, I'm thinking... Oh, I don't want her to talk to him because he's he may be better looking than me. Mm -hmm. Any man can find something in the R. Kelly documentary to say I, I could change my behavior in this. And also, I want to say, I was I think my I'm so I'm so lucky I had the family that I did, but I was always just taught Same. there there are just certain things that you never do when a woman is intoxicated or just, you know, can't consent. Right. I, it was just, it, there was never a thought in my head. Even, I, I know there are people out there right now that have had sex with their, this is so, I mean, I'm very glad that this podcast is happening. This is such a weird, a weird topic for us to talk about. But again, this is refreshing. And I'm, I'm this is in the this industry discussion. that we cover. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, there are couples out there that have had sex 
drunk. And maybe you can think about that and go, that probably wasn't a good move. Like, just I think, yeah. think more about what you're doing. Think about, it's not just, a, not don't, don't think about it like, oh, I don't want to go to jail. And to clear that up, that, you're, you're speaking yeah. of like couples who are dating. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, if you're married and y'all both got trashed and you yeah. go up to the bed and... Obviously, you I'm have some say, implied I'm going to say even there, I'm going to say even there, I'm going to say I'm not calling anybody out at doing it. And, I, and I'm sure that there are couples that do that. They're cool with that. They're, they're fine the next day. But maybe just think about like sex as something that should just be done when you're in the right frame of mind. That's, that's all I'm saying. I'm not going to get into anybody's personal relationships. It's just something that should be done when you're in the right frame of mind, when both adults can consent. Because there have been cases in the past where... Kobe Bryant. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's a little different because that, that was aggravated. Yeah. Obviously, if you're trashed with your wife and you go upstairs and you start trying stuff with her that she's not cool with when yeah. you're both sober, yeah. that's an issue for right. sure. Right, right, right. Uh, just, just think about, man, think of, there are a lot of things that, that were acceptable back, back even five years ago that are not acceptable today. Don't think about it as an attack on men. Don't think about it as, oh, just, we can't do anything anymore. We can't hit on girls. To speak to that, and that is difficult to change your thinking on that. Yeah, it is. I used to think, like, when people would say, like, I'm not trying to sound racist, but when when a black person would say, oh, I'm I'm rebelling against the white man. Once I've done research and you start to see, like, okay, the systematic oppression, that used to bother me when I'd hear the white man. Sure. But now I sort of get it. Mm -hmm. And, And it doesn't bother me at all. Like, I understand yeah. That's what the hope. If 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 R. Kelly doesn't go to jail for this, this had to happen because this is bringing awareness. Society will continue to learn, and this is a conversation that needs to continue to happen because this has happened forever. Elvis married a fourteen-year-old girl. Uh, Steven Tyler, he had uh, relations with a fifteen-year-old girl. Supposedly, this is in uh, the victim's book. I, I I from where I heard this, it was on Vlad TV. Nick Cannon was talking about it. Uh, they brought up R. Kelly, and he goes, well, nobody talks about Steven Tyler. Drake. A white guy. Drake is... Ooh, a, yeah, there's oh. some cringy... That might... That one would break me. Did you see the video of him talking to the 17-year-old girl on stage? Yeah. Oh, and he man. asked how old you how old she was, and she said 17. He said, damn, girl, how you look like that? He said, how you got all that? And this was, like, right after Degrassi, Drake, like, so far gone was out, and that was it. Yeah. But still... that's That's creepy, but I'm just... I'm not going to touch that one. Right. There's not a pattern. There's not a pattern. R. Kelly maybe, had patterns. Maybe he was gassed if like, on his own. Ha- if it keeps yeah. happening, if you keep seeing more stories about him talking about he underage girls. He was talking to a, what's her name from. Yeah, that was yeah. sketchy too. But that, that's, he, we're, we're going to, well, that's another time. Right, we may, in a couple years, have to have this conversation yeah, when maybe. Lifetime airs a Drake oh documentary. God. Oh my God. That's what we need to be prepared for. I'm stressed just thinking about <laughs> that one. The power of celebrity is so strong. LeBron James tweets, man, I really want some Kendrick music. Tweets at Top Dog, Untitled Unmastered comes out like a week later. Yes. The power of celebrity is so strong. And it doesn't even have to be celebrity. This happens at people's jobs. As a man, man, if a female attractive boss came to me and said, hey, you come in here and have sex with me, I'll give you a raise. You, you think I'm not going to think about it? You think a woman's not going to think about that when it's a man? Yeah. That's the problem. It is a problem. It is, and it's us. It's us as a society. You need to understand. These people are not gods. Nobody is above you. 
everything that happens in your life, I do believe that I, I believe that most of life is energy. I believe that what you what you put out, you get back. I believe that there needs to be compassion, there needs to be understanding, and there needs to be professionalism wherever you go. I'm not saying I'm a politically correct guy. Do I make some jokes um, with my friends at work that I wouldn't want my bosses to hear? Absolutely. Do we laugh at some dank memes? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Do I have some? I have some shit in this phone. Some dank memes that that I wouldn't post because I wouldn't want to offend my friends who are female or my friends who I know do not get down with that sort of humor. Again, that is why I don't think I think jokes are different. But I think everybody just needs to realize these people are not gods. That promotion at work, you can get it in a legitimate way, and you should not succumb to the pressures of of sleeping with a boss or or somebody trying to get their start in the industry. I pro- you're going to be able to do it on your own. It's not going to happen as quickly, but you should continue on your own path and keep your dignity. Don't let these people with power uh, just kind use of it against persuade you. you. Don't let them use that against you. Don't let them persuade you. Don't don't be enticed. Just believe in yourself and believe in the fact that you're going to be able to make it your own way and you won't need the help of these disgusting people, these people that are disturbed and sick. And that's all I have to fucking say. I'm done with R. Kelly. I hope that if you ever scroll down my Apple Music, like looking at what I'm listening to and you see R. Kelly, you say... What, what what you doing? Fuck R. Kelly. If I see you listen to R. Kelly, bet, best believe I'm sending you a text saying, why is R. Kelly on your Apple Music? All right, I'm going to play Ignition real quick. Please don't. <laughs> no, I'm just I, kidding. I, I'm I have nothing for R. Kelly. I'm playing. Yeah. yeah. Fuck him. And to anybody, again, I this is, this is us saying, take a look in the mirror and really think about what you're putting into your ears. That, there was an old adage that I used to hear in my Christian school all the time. Uh, what are you putting into your spirit? Yeah, you know, Charlemagne says it all the time. What are you putting I, into your spirit? He, they asked him, Charlemagne, you're gonna watch the the doc- I don't want Charlemagne has spirit. been outspoken on R. Kelly for years. R. Kelly's threatened him. His management has threatened Charlemagne. He said, I will not watch the documentary. He said, I do not want that in my spirit. He said, Will I listen? He said, When you, and he ta- he was on the air with the Lisa Van Allen. She was one of the survivors. He said, I'll talk to people about it. He said, and I'll listen to this Robert. He said, but I don't want that in my spirit. He said, I know what that man has done. I've seen it with my eyes. Mm. Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah. And, I, and I'm, I'm very much in that. That's why I don't really, you're not going to see me watching the news all the time. And I tell my parents constantly, I'm like, Dad, believe me, I understand being informed. I'm not saying don't be informed about what's going on in the world. But do you really need to know an update every five fucking minutes about what's going on, dude? And they, your dad has Lebanon news too, doesn't he? Dude, oh man, from, from, from everywhere, from, from Middle Eastern news to, to, to CNN to, to whatever, dude. He's a stock market. I mean, this you can't stay this plugged in all the time. It's going to bog you down. The world is going to seem like this ugly place. And, and the topic we're talking about is ugly. But... I promise you that there are a lot. There's a lot more good than evil, and the reason why these people are being called out is because of the fact there is more good than evil in oh, this world, definitely. for sure. But it's all in what, like you said, what you choose to intake. If if you have a problem with R. Kelly, don't listen to R. Kelly. I have an issue with what this is. I'm not going to listen to it. Mm-hmm. That's that's the decision I've made. You have to soul search and decide this is what I'm going to do or what I'm not going exactly. to do. Exactly. Exactly. And these are difficult topics. Like the, it's tough. It's tough, especially as men. 
as men, for us to speak about it, we are, there is this, there is this power that we have in society, uh, our gender just being, you know, being the, a, just, a, as, a just as strong society. as white privilege is, male, male privilege. privilege, sure, male privilege is probably more of a problem yeah. than white privilege because yeah, that, that. that crosses all races. Yeah. I'm Arabic and I can honestly tell you, I don't get discriminated as much as you would think until I go to like a gun range, then I'm for sure getting discriminated again. Yeah, and, and you have it a little easier than like yeah, some I'm other... pretty I'm very light. Yes. For those of you guys who don't know how I look, I most people wouldn't be able to tell that. Like Ryan, you remember the kid we went to high school with Ryan Abdomen? Yeah. Like yeah, you're you getting profiled at right. a at a or, or my Indian friends or Pakistani friends, you guys, it, it's the same thing, you know? So, yeah. I think we've said enough about... I think we have, too. This was a really good... I think, I think really the world... It's really nice. I, and this is a long one, but I'm happy it's this length because I think we just... We got a lot to air out. Yeah. I, the world, I think the world's done with R. Kelly. I think the world's done with Kevin Spacey. The world's done with Harvey Weinstein. There's a lot of talent out there. There's that... a lot of allegations against Trump, too. I don't want to get into that. I don't want to open that can of worms. But I think all these people that are perpetrating this Bill Clinton. evil. Bill Clinton. Yep. All these people that are perpetrating this evil are starting to see. For all my friends that are vehemently Democrats, I'm not saying which side I'm aligned with. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm moderate now because I've just seen dirt on both sides. I don't know where to align myself anymore. But look into Bill Clinton. There were allegations of rape that have come out recently. There are rumors that he and Hillary have had threesomes. There's some weird shit. These people, again, powerful people abusing power. It happens. And I'm not 100%. These are allegations. So. And it takes the people to stand up. Yeah. The absolutely. proletariat. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fuck the bourgeoisie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What you spinning? Uh, you go first. Man, it's been kind of weird if... I'm just... Maybe I won't tell you what I'm spinning. Maybe I'll just read Come, through. No, no. Tell me No, I'm going to read through my recently added. Okay. I like that. Vince Staples, Russ, Janae, Aiko. Whoa. Yeah, nobody knows. You hired... Oh, Vince Staples. I thought you said the other guy. No, no, no. no. De La Soul. I actually found an African hip-hop playlist that Apple Music curated. It's pretty up. wild. Once you get over, like, some of the stuff's not in English and it's... Like a different dialect, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty pretty raw. That's awesome. Um, the Spider Man soundtrack, Kenny Rogers, the Gambler. That's just a fire. Um, a playlist I found through your Apple Music to somebody you follow. Yeah, La La Flame. Flame. It's just all of Travis Scott's music that's on Apple Music. Mumford and Sons, Willie Nelson, Otis Taylor, who's a phenomenal banjo player. Al Green. That's what I'm spinning. That's in my recently added. You're going in. I've been, I did, um, so there was a, uh, Worldstar put it up, uh, if you had to pick a song from Kanye's albums, what would you pick? Oh, so yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I made that, I made a playlist for that. What, um, go, what's the playlist? Go, go song okay. for song. Okay, so I got from Ye, I got I Thought About Killing You, uh, from uh, Graduation, I got Can't Tell Me Nothing. Okay, um, I, that's probably the only one that I'll I know off the bat I would disagree right. with. I don't really like this song. Oh really? Oh that's yeah. You can't tell. Come on. Um, Drunken Hot the, Girls is on that album with most stuff. <laughs> that's Kanye West through the uh, through the wire. Um, amazing with that, Young Jeezy through the wire actually just became platinum a couple weeks ago. That's awesome. I hope I contributed to that. 
uh, Amazing from 808s and Heartbreaks. That album, I could have picked about five songs, so that was kind of hard for me. Yeah, but that, uh, that's my favorite Kanye album. Yeah, I, thinking about that now, I, I almost would go with um, Love Lockdown, just because yeah. the train whistles to me are so iconic. Um, but I still, I think Amazing is was the bigger hit off that album. Uh, Hell of a Life. From, Profit. Yeah. Uh, Hell of a Life, though, on My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. That song, if you guys don't know, that album, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, Kanye basically embodied now what he was rapping about then. Yep. That album is so prophetic. I, It's insane. Blood on Leaves from Yeezus. Uh, Otis from uh, Watch the Throne. Watch the Throne. Uh, Reborn from Kids See Ghost and No More Parties in L.A. from um, oh. Life of Pablo. t Yep. Uh, and basically what I'm listening to, uh, JPEG Mafia. I don't know if you've heard of him. I'm not, but I'll, I'll add that right now. He's an underground artist. There's a song he did called Puff Daddy with a guy. His name is Kenny Beats. Amazing song. Fire. Uh, Princess Nokia came out with a new album called Metallic Butterfly. That I really like. Uh, Cannibal Ox, uh, a hip-hop group uh, from the early 2000s. They have an album called The Cold Vein. I've been playing a lot. Uh, Post Malone's new song, Wow. And um, there's a guy that I've heard about called Savage Gasp with a dollar sign for the S. And he's got, it's called Pumpkin Scream in the Dead of Night. And (laughs) I've been playing that. Uh, It's just some cool shit. Uh, there you have it by Reason, uh, new TDE artist. Yes, Reason. That. that was a good album. Dying to Live, Kodak Black. Uh, I made an Earl playlist and uh, Skins by XXX Tentacion. I don't know if you heard Anthony Fantano talk about that album, but that it, it was interesting. Listen Which one? Uh, Skins. Oh yeah, I did. I did hear him talk about that one, and um, I can I can see what he said, what he's saying. Uh, I I like. It's good for what it is. It's yeah. We didn't expect much different. No, no. I didn't. No, I didn't. I didn't know what to expect. I I got like three or four tracks out of it that I really enjoy. So to me, that's that's good for a posthumous album. Yeah. All right. Well, this is the way we're going to start wrapping up podcasts now. We're going to call it the good note. Typically, yeah. when you hear a song, you don't like songs to end abruptly. Either you, when you get finished with a song, you want to be like, damn, I really like the lyrics. That spoke to me lyrically. Or man, that sounded like Astro World. We were talking about that. The sound of Astro World. You incredible. can just sit there and just zone out because it's su- such a beautiful album, and the sound is just almost perfect. Yeah. We want to end the podcast on a good note. Obviously, the topic of discussion today was dark. Not, I mean, not something that you would tune into for entertainment, really. Like no one's gonna be like, "Oh man, that's y'all's best episode." I hope that some people do say that though, because this was my favorite conversation. We want to end it, yeah. But the the topic is not. It's dark. Yes, it's not one that you would have, yeah, openly with a lot of people. No. So we want to end it on a good note. We may share a story, a quote, something that we've experienced, something that touched us. We're like, damn, that. I like the way that made me feel. Yeah. You want to go first? You want me to go first? I got a really good one. I've I got a quote from Jordan Peterson. Who wrote 12 Rules to Live By? He's a philosopher. He teaches um, developmental psychology in Canada. Uh, He's a very interesting person. Controversial in some aspects, but I think he has a lot of wise things to say. And this kind of related. Controversial people do. Yeah, and this related a little bit to our topic. Name one genius that ain't crazy. That's right. 
Um, this related to our topic for today, and, and I thought it was really good. He says, I don't think that you have any insight whatsoever into your capacity for good until you have some well-developed insight into your capacity for evil. Damn. And that is, that's very true. Yeah. So, you know, I just want to end it with that. Uh, mine today, I got home from work, uh, pulled in, reported my mileage for work, because, you know, they pay for that. That's, that's nice. So I'm sitting there, and I'm filling it out. I was listening. I don't know. I probably listened to It was either. He, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts here lately. Nice. Um, so I'm finishing that up. I'm just sitting in the car, and I hear noises. I was like, that ain't my radio. And I look out the window, and there's, like, a bunch of girls outside playing. There were some kids outside riding bikes and, like, the, the Razor scooters. I was like, damn, you know, it's really cool to see kids outside like playing mm. when when you can play Fortnite on your phone. You got your your damn refrigerator that's a smart refrigerator now. You can play freaking Minecraft on your refrigerator. Like there's all this stuff <laughs> to just enamor kids now. Yeah. I'm so glad that I didn't have that when I was a kid. Because I don't think that I would be like in the I wouldn't have the mind frame and I don't think I'd be in the position I am now because when I was a kid I went out and played. That's what I did. Yeah. I didn't have a cell phone that my mom would text me on to come home. When the sun went down, I went home. Yeah. And and even when we had video games, you would play with your friends. Right. So there was still that couch, that couch play. It was still, it was still interactive. It yeah, but your fun. mom wouldn't kick you out the house if you were playing video games so much? My mom did. Yeah, but but what I would do to counteract that is I would bring all my friends over and I'd be like, well, let's have tournaments. <laughs> yeah, or like... You, you ain't going to disappoint all my friends, right, Mom. You right. may send me outside, but yeah. you ain't going to send Billy and John down the street right. outside. Exactly. exactly. So it was kind of uplifting to see kids outside playing. Yeah. Go outside more, guys. You know, just nowadays, you, all you know, what, I, what is another fun fact, all you need is for your, for your vitamin D for the day so is like, 15 minutes. Yeah. 15 minutes outside. I promise you, y'all have 15 minutes. Just go outside on your lunch break. When you guys are getting bogged down with your day-to-day... Just go outside for 15 minutes and just soak in some vitamin D, get back, feel re-energized, and finish your work, go home, go to sleep, check out our podcast. Unless you live in Seattle, it's always yeah, cloudy and rainy. Shit out of luck. Go you smoke some weed, though. Take a pill. Go smoke some vitamin weed. D. Get you some, get you a sativa. Yep, get you some <laughs> sativa and sunny D. That's what's up. That right. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. I think our next, uh, I wanted to tease the next podcast a little bit, if all that's right. all right. I think we're going to be talking about 21 Savage's album, I Am Greater Than I Was. We're going to talk about it a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. A lot. <laughs> so stay tuned for that, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. Check out our Twitter page, at HLHPO. Jake will keep you updated there, and uh, we'll see you later. Out. <laughs>